to Expanded Universe, Season 15, Episode 4. Werewolf out there, Juliet. The book, Supernatural, Witches Canyon, by Jeff Marriott. The year, 2007. Chapters 12 through 15, with your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go! everybody welcome to expounded universe the uh a supernatural fan note uh, official uh side novel discussion podcast where i am jeff that's john and we're off to a great start the best just start. just a good start smooth like butter going down a chute oh solid mm-hmm. like butter going down my chute <laughs> you've been eating just butter recently oh Right down the chute. <laughs> Solid butter. And you, you know, you can just take that as a suppository. You can just put butter up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But then I don't get the pleasure of eating an entire stick of butter. No, but you get a different kind. There's there's different pleasures. <laughs> I have such things to show you. <laughs> Imagine if that's what the fucking Cenobites meant. <laughs> yeah. You, you fucking summon Pinhead and he's like... Yes, I have such things to show you. I'll put butter in your poop hole. <laughs> hey, all right. I'm not. I, I thought you were gonna like use chains to tear me apart or something. Ooh, no. Ooh, goodness. <laughs> I'd be bloody. I just want to put butter up your dingus. <laughs> it's a thing with me. Uh, <laughs> I'm about butter. Uh, people call me Pinhead, but they should really call me the Butter Boy. <laughs> I should be Butterball. Fuck that guy. My tastes are unconventional. <laughs> Please, step into my butter room. <laughs> are you more of a Land Lakes? <laughs> I'm going to tie you to the churn. <laughs> or a Kerrygold. Ooh, that's the expensive stuff. You're classy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's uh, that's an interesting way to start things off. Not where I meant to go. No. I was planning to have a long discussion about the new Nickelodeon fighting game. Oh, obviously. And all the characters that should be in it, but definitely won't. Oh, of course. Yeah. Like, uh, anyone from Keenan and Kel. Oh, yeah. I mean, really, I want several all-that characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, give me Bag and Sag and Barry. Give Jeez. me the guy from Good Burger. Yeah. Uh, I mean, shit. I'll even take just... Not even a character, just Lori Beth Denberg <laughs> just showing up. Well, that's kind of like how one of my, my dream characters for the cast is just Linda Ellerby. Oh, yeah. And, and at the beginning, she tears her press pass in half, so you know she's she's like, I'm dropping my, my, my uh, press credentials. I am, I am now attackable. I am ready to throw hands. <laughs> uh. I'm doing this for the kids. <laughs> and of course... I need Stick Stickly in that game. If they don't put Stick Stickly in there, I am going to absolutely lose it. I, I'm sure they won't. I'm pretty sure that every single character, you, if you're like, oh, what this game desperately needs is like Mr. Ernst or... Uh, oh, of course I want fucking Mr. Ernst. What I want is a... Re- just one of, one of the guys from uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark mm-hmm. who can like throw powder and make fire explosions is one of the Abs- moves. Absolutely, and he's got a super move where like you sit down and he tells you a scary story and you get so spooked that it automatically like knocks you off the screen. Yeah, yeah. It just summons in mm-hmm. like Doctor Vink and Sardo. No Mister accent on the dough. Do we want uh, Budnick or do we want Donkey li- Donkey Lips? 
obviously we want both as an ice climbers pair. <laughs> Fun dick, donkey lips, ice climbers. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like they should just make an entire second game that's just live action Nickelodeon shit that you, oh, yeah. no one remembers. <laughs> just the, the bullshit live action nonsense. And they're like, here you go. You wanted it. You got it. Yep, welcome to the background stage from I Can't You Can't Do That on Television. You're going to get slimed a lot. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of slime on this one, and we're going to have probably the playable character is the, like, lunch guy. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> yeah, that guy, yeah. yeah. Just so many, uh, every old live-action Nickelodeon show gets at least one or two reps. At least. Yeah, and that would be that would be my jam, I would, I would say. I would say that. Mm-hmm. I, I, say, I say to you, that is the pinnacle of game design. <laughs> Clearly, mm-hmm. <laughs> the best that you can get. Yes. One might say that it would be a little wild and a little strange. <laughs> God, just the stages. <laughs> You'd have an interactive background stage where you could hoist someone up the flagpole by their shorts. Oh, yeah. Oh. Have a stage where man-eating jackrabbits and killer cacti are there. Speaking of killer cacti and man-eating jackrabbits, what's going on in the American Southwest? <laughs> Why, we're still in the small town of Cedar Wells, mm-hmm. and our our two young boys, our baby boys, our little baby children boys mm-hmm. that want to kill things, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. have not eaten. And boy, their tummies are wumbling. They get quanky when they haven't eaten any food. <laughs> and when they get quanky, they get introspective about their childhoods. Oh, my childhood was bad. <laughs> I swear, I was. T- uh, this is my my real belief about how you write these first season supernatural side books is you write the entire story and it's done in fifty pages and then you go back to, through and any time that Sam and Dean are talking to each other, you have one of them go, "Well, at least someone got to have a happy childhood, not me. My childhood was difficult and weird, and it's going to make my life difficult and weird." They say homeless kids are more likely to be homeless adults. Well, I'm more likely to be from a broken family because I came from a broken home. Hi, I'm Sam Winchester. Hi, I'm Sam Winchester. <laughs> there were a lot of characters growing up around my dad's shitty house. <laughs> uh... <laughs> but yeah, they are going to go get some food at the wagon wheel. Indeed. After, I believe we left, it's been a while because we took a week off for the 4th of July, but I believe we left our heroes in the woods where they followed a bear until it maybe turned into a raven. Or maybe just disappeared. Or just disappeared. One of the two. It's equally, it's either way, it's it's a Schrodinger's type situation right now. Uh, But they're grumpy and hungry, so they're going to go to the wagon wheel and uh, and get themselves some hearty American fare. Indeed. And, oh, Sam, what a, what a little... The baby boy, he's got sadness because he's like, oh, it's all Americana food here. I can't get anything healthy. I wanted a kale and quinoa kombucha. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yeah, pretty much. Go that's, get, I mean, that's the first season character. Oh, sorry. Get me a green yogurt and spirulina cocktail. I need to wear my special eating glasses. <laughs> <laughs> but instead he gets they're like oh this place is rich on americana and not much on like health options and i'm like fuck you buddy you got an open-faced turkey sandwich smothered in gravy they had a salad 
<laughs> I don't care if it's just that shit salad you get in diners where it's just lettuce and two cherry tomatoes and carrot shreds that look like they're from the bottom of the bag. They had that salad. <laughs> they had it ready to go mm-hmm. for you, but you were like, nah, I'll take the open-faced turkey sandwich smothered in gravy with mashed potatoes, and then I'll just think to myself, boy, I sure hope that gravy doesn't have extra <laughs> artery clockers in it. <laughs> I'm going to eat it anyway. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to eat the whole fucking thing. <laughs> I'm going to slurp that fucking I'm, gravy down. I'm getting a Sunday after this. <laughs> I'm worth it. It's self-care. <laughs> I have to. They didn't have any quinoa and amaranth. <laughs> You forced me into this. (laughs) I blame you, Dean. (laughs) They didn't have a shot of lemongrass that I could have, so (laughs) now I've got to get an entire banana split. Lemongrass? I would drink a lemongrass shot. Wheatgrass tastes like lawnmower trimmings, but lemongrass I could get behind. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, uh, anyway, what happens? They meet the waitress. I forget her name, but she's uh, a young waitress. Lenore, maybe? Lenore, something like that. Lost Lenore? Yeah. (laughs) And she is 30-something, so obviously we need to get a description of her potential of fuckability because that's just the way the boys roll. Yep. And, of course, also we need to know that she's in her 30s because she would not have been around for the previous murder cycle. Yes, yeah, but they he, she still may know something. So I think it's Dean. No, it's Sam. Sam is, like, questioning her anyway after they order the food. He's just like, hey, have you noticed anything weird in hey, town? you notice all the... Dead people. <laughs> the hilarious amount of deaths since the moment we got here. Now, poor Lenore's character role is to be the person who wants everyone to stop talking about this stuff. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that's sort of what they want to have everyone else be, except for the one character, Cal, who shows up. Yeah, yeah. But it, it leads to an unusual situation where she's like, oh, haha, yeah, I guess three people, three or four people have died. Oh, anyway, I want to get away from this conversation and get a, get back to doing nothing. Uh, excuse me. And, and then an old man near them is like, four deaths. There's been four deaths. Oh, old Brittany Gardner. Shame, really. Mm-hmm. Now, this is Cal, and I'm not sure if Cal Cal is supposed to be the kid from the prologue. No. Okay. I went back to look up the name, and it's Mike is the kid from the prologue. I honestly, at this point, given that we haven't seen it, I'm like, "Mm, I don't think we're going to see Mike. Yeah. It would be nice if we did, but maybe we just plain won't. Yeah. In any event, Cal here is a believer in it, because 40 years ago, when he was 14, he saw a grisly murder most foul. Well, yeah, he remembers that at that time, his family took that shit super serious. It was like, yeah, we just got locked up in our house for days, Mm -hmm. and our dad would sit on the porch with four rifles, and if he got too tired to be awake, our uncle would take his place. Yes, and our uncle was the one who bit it. He got an arrow right in the throat. Yep, they said he got an arrow in the throat, and he died instantly, but me, I don't think so. I think it just ended his adventuring career. (laughs) He used to be a hunter like you. <laughs> but then... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just like in the video game, then... <laughs> I downloaded a mod, so that would be the thing he says. <laughs> well, I just foos wrote at him in the middle of the sentence. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and he confirms like, oh, there's all sorts of killings, guns, knives, arrows animals animal attacks you name it it's just everybody kills all the time and of course we as the readers 
At this point, we're like, come on, catch up already, Dino and Samster. Like, we we know that everybody kills using the method that they themselves were killed already. Yeah. So we're kind of like, come on, guys, let's get to it. That does make me curious about the big-ass wolf that we're going to meet in a little bit. Or the bear, honestly. Yeah. If a bear's killing people because it's a bear, did a bear kill the bear? Did it get bared? Because everyone else is like, oh, I got... I got killed by, like, an axe to the chest, so I'll kill you with an axe to the chest. Maybe the uh, the bear and the wolf don't know any better. They're like, yeah, well, I was shot and, or trapped by hunters, but, I mean, I'm a wolf. I'm a, what am I going to do? I'm- Pick up a rifle? Come on. <laughs> Set bear traps everywhere? Cut, guys. Guys. <laughs> guys. Be allergic to bees? <laughs> not the bees! Not the bees! Oh, they're in my eyes! <laughs> And they won't bring back your honey either. I mean, <laughs> yeah, my goddamn honey. <laughs> oh, man, what a movie that you can watch the three minutes that are any good of on cl- in clips on YouTube and then never watch the actual movie. Yeah, I watched the actual movie and was like, hoo-hoo, I sure did enjoy the three minutes of clips from this. <laughs> oh, he sure is wandering around a small town again. Boy, howdy, this is terrible. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, uh, th- but what, like I was saying earlier, Cal here is just like, yeah, 40 years ago it happened, and it's happening again, right on time. And then he like shuffles in to talk to the boys about this, and Lenore is just hanging around trying every trick she can come up with to be like, I hate it when my customers talk. Oh, don't talk to him. Oh, it's Eileen. Yeah. Eileen, okay. Don't talk to Cal. He's just a little excitable. And don't you bother these boys. They're trying to eat their food. Come on, you two. Your food's getting cold. Quit talking about ghosts. <laughs> don't have conversations in here. I'd be like, lady, get away from me. You're ruining your Yelp review. <laughs> I want to have a loud conversation about ghosts in your establishment. Look, I know that I've already established that there is an entire family over here from old grandpa to young baby mm-hmm. right next to us. But I want to loudly discuss the intricate details of murder right next to them well maybe they're doing it quietly i mean she's still hovering (laughs) if the three of them are having a conspiratorial style conversation at restaurant acceptable volume levels and she's still like hey guys come on if you do anything in this dress we have a no talking about ghosts while you're wearing shoes policy oh she just points to the sign (laughs) no ghosts (laughs) (laughs) it's a poster for ghostbusters but you get it Huh, it, you've had letters crossed out, so it says, I am afraid of certain ghosts. Weird. <laughs> it's weird that you were doing that by crossing letters out and not by adding any. <laughs> <laughs> it's a strange thing to do. Or did be you, able to do. Did you have that custom made? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I am afraid of certain ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they they also talk about like, oh, the sheriff says they've got Maybe a suspect, the old man with a rifle. Mm-hmm. But Sam and Dean know there's no way an old man could get from the mall, ditch the outfit he was wearing, and then get all the way to Brittany Gardner's place across, like way across town in the time it would take, unless he was a ghost, a ghost. Yeah, like literally, the, the old man is already aware of every killing. He's He's keeping abreast of the situation, so he's like, yeah, that security guard, I heard he got killed by, like, an old soldier or something. That can't have been the old man. And Sam and Dean are like, oh, it could have, because he's a boogan. Yeah, ghosts don't follow our laws of physics. Mm-hmm. They follow the laws of physics established in the, in the country of Georgia. <laughs> They're different there. Yeah, they have all sorts of wacky laws of physics there. 
Alligators get to float on Wednesdays. Buy one gravity, get one free. (laughs) Uh, But yes, eventually Cal is like, well, Eileen seems to keep telling me to get the fuck out of here, so I guess I'll go. You boys enjoy your night. Mm -hmm. And Cal, going home, we get... uh, Lorraine, I think, is the name that I was thinking of because that's Cal's wife. Yes. Uh, Lorraine is Cal's wife, and we learn a whole bunch about Cal's background of Mm -hmm. his wife is in a wheelchair, and they've got a shitty old cat Mm -hmm. that sucks. Yeah, he's mean and half blind and not a fun cat to own. And also his wife is old and has dementia and is on a ventilator in a wheelchair, so it's not a fun scene for him to be at home, so he finds himself increasingly going to restaurants. Yeah, he's like, well... At least I'll get dinner somewhere where I can see other people get some fresh air. Mm-hmm. and Be hounded by a waitress who hates it when I talk to people. Yeah, increasingly hounded by people everywhere I go, <laughs> even when I don't talk to them. Go to the local bar, and I'm like, hey, can I get a shot? And they're like, get the fuck out of here, Cal. <laughs> don't, don't make me point the sign. God damn it, Cal. <laughs> Points to a sign on the wall, and it says, go away, Cal, go away, Cal, go away, Cal. <laughs> And it's it's a sign for Serpico? <laughs> How many custom movie posters does this town have? Well, this is where they all come from originally. <laughs> all of them. There's a factory just outside of town. Once every 40 years, it gets ravaged by ghosts. <laughs> uh, but yes, he is on his way home thinking about how much everything sucks and he hates everything mm-hmm. when he sees a dark shape over at the Richardson's house. Yeah, now he doesn't like the Richardsons. Why old Lou Richardson once once uh, l- l- borrowed, borrowed his a- chainsaw and then returned it in substandard condition. Yeah, two years later he saw that chainsaw with a rusted chain and a fucked up motor. What a dickhole. But he mm-hmm. doesn't want to see him dead. No, who would want to see him dead over a matter of a chainsaw? Yeah, old Lou and... I don't know, Bet, Bet, Betsy, Be- Belly, Be- Betty Bear, Balls, Ballsy, Baldwin, Ball, Ballsy, Adam Baldwin. Yeah, I Adam, old Lou and Adam Baldwin Richardson. Uh huh. <laughs> that's that's them. That's it. And uh, they are another old couple. Yes, they yeah. are his neighbors. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, if it were any other year, I would just assume I had been seeing things, or maybe that I had been drunk on whiskey from. The plugged bucket, but no. That's crazy, because that's after we, he's like, oh, I see him now. He's an old man wearing one of those ear flap hunter hats, wearing a flannel red and black check shirt, carrying a long rifle, probably a buckshot. Uh, I, I, and, and then he's like, he's like, any other time I see this identi- or this complete of an image, I'm like, I just drank too much. And I'm like, buddy, I've drank to blackout. I never hallucinated an old man. Well, you know, maybe Cal's different. I mean... <laughs> rip to you but i'm different (laughs) fair enough uh but yeah he's like no since the start of december i have been keeping sober and always carrying a gun on me because i i'm ready i remember when the old thing started and i want to make sure that nothing happens to my wife your property and or yeah and so yes his property his wife well also his property come on God, I, no, no, camera two, pushing on him. <laughs> How's that worse? <laughs> uh, Fine, she's as good as any man. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, okay, so uh, anyway, he pulls a thirty-eight out of his uh, out of his pocket and goes forth to investigate the mit- the the matter of the old man and the gun. Yeah, and he 
calls 911 on the way over, and he sees the old man crouching by a bush near the door to the back of the house. Mm -hmm. And he's like, hey, old man, don't make me fucking shoot you. And that's when he gets bowled over by a spookums. I love that he gets bowled over, not bold, B-O-W-L-E-D, the correct phrase, bowled over, is in run over by a bull. Yes. But it's just by a different guy, not a bull. Uh. It's not bull from Night Court or the... Minute bull. Yeah, it's <laughs> minute bull. It's not It's not uh, Mike Tyson punch-out character bald bull. It's uh, It's. It's just some guy. Yeah, bowled him to the ground. Uh-huh. And and we've seen that phrase in this book twice now, and I keep wondering maybe this guy doesn't know it's bold over and not bold over. I don't know, huh. but hey, interesting mysteries. Maybe he's trying to make bold happen. He's trying to make it work. He's trying to he's trying to create a new phrase. Guy, it's already too close to another phrase. You can't do that. Yeah, no one's gonna get like spick and spun working. No one's it, it won't. No one wants it. Nobody wants it <laughs> for all intensive purposes. <laughs> it's a mute point. <laughs> John, arguments like these are a diamond dozen. Oh, the diamond dozen. <laughs> That's my favorite Bowie album. <laughs> I like Tin Machine. <laughs> uh, so, yes, he gets knocked over by an old-timey rancher-looking guy. Mm -hmm. And too old-timey. As in, he looks like he's a rancher from 100 years ago. Why, he looks like he's from probably 80 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> or 120 years ago. <laughs> But it's funny because the description does not make him sound like that. It's just like, he's in rough spun pants and a flannel shirt. And I'm like, okay, so he looks like an American farmer. And he's got a hat on and he's carrying a pitchfork. I'm like, all right, so an American farmer. He's He's got heavy boots and a Bowie knife. All right, and? An American farmer. <laughs> you got to keep pushing if you want him to sound like... You need to give me one of those pairs of pants that doesn't even have the little button in the front like, <laughs> built with the suspenders and that that flap in the back for when you make oopsies in the in the uh, in the <laughs> outhouse. I need all these descriptions or else I'm like, no, nah, regular dude, just a regular rancher. <laughs> Maybe if he's got a name tag on that says like, hi, my name is Ephesias, then I'd probably believe it. <laughs> uh, but this uh, this apparently old timey rancher. Sits astride Cal, even as a bullet slams into the temple of him. He's just like, oh, ow, hey, I'm a ghost, though. Yeah, notably, the bullet slams into the ghost and not into the guy. The old man is helping. The old man is a force for good. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously, the old man was a force for good. He's probably some other hunter who's on the case. Mm -hmm. That or someone who was here 80 years ago. He's Mike. Johnny's Mike. He's too old for Mike. He's Mike would be 54 or something right now. Yeah, I know, but it's fine because he got so scared by the boogans that he saw fit that he, <laughs> he prematurely... just 20 years in a day. His hair went white. Uh, he became old and bent. But this rancher starts cutting at Cal's scalp, and we notice the rancher also scalped, mm -hmm. and he's just sawing at this dude's scalp, and... The other guy, the old guy with the rifle, is trying his best and shooting at this guy, mm -hmm. the rancher, and, you know, nothing's really working. The third bullet seems to be the charm, though, because uh, all of a sudden the old the old rancher stops, slumps to one side, falls off, and is lying on the ground on the porch next to Cal, who is now, you know, sadly, about three-quarters of the way scalped. Oh, yeah. And, you know, before Cal goes out entirely, he can see... 
the rancher do the ghost blink in and out of existence thing that and then they do. He blinks out entirely. So my guess is three bullets will kill him. Or every time one we of touch. these ghosts reaches their kill quota, they die the way that they died. So mm. like he just goes like, oh, I finished scalping three people. That's my kill quota. Now I'm going to die, quote unquote. That could be. That could explain why the wolf didn't just... Well, sorry, we haven't even mentioned... We're yeah, not we haven't yet. gone to the wolf. We're not to the wolf. My bad. But it, maybe that makes sense. I don't know. Who knows? It, it could also just be that maybe he's like he works like D&D, where he has like X amount of hit points and nothing matters until he loses all of them. Or if the old man is a hunter, the first two shots were regular bullets, and then he was like, ah, oh, fuck, I gotta use like... He's out there apologizing. Bullets. Sorry, sorry, I forgot to put in the ghost bullet. Yeah, you gotta put rock salt into your shotgun. I need that box of tune bullets from Ro Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeehaw! <laughs> These'll work on ghosts. <laughs> uh, but yes, then we we cut back to Sam and Dean, and there's a sirens going, and they're like, well, fuck this nasty-ass food. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and we even get a full update on how much of each of their meals they both ate. Yeah, about half for Sam and... A little more than half for Dean. <laughs> well, you see, Sam was still gr was still irritated because he couldn't order a a, a a smoothie with with acai berries in it. So instead, he just got an entire glass of liquid fat and drank <laughs> that because he had to. You left me no choice. I'll take your chocolatiest milkshake, <laughs> stuffed with your second chocolatiest milkshake. Ah, <laughs> oh, good. And a glass of all your alcohol. Uh, but no, Dean had more because Dean wasn't listening when Cal was talking, whereas Sam was sitting there not eating. Dean was wolfing down his burger. Right. Well, he's a smart hunter. He's used to this life. Yeah. Where Sam, as we have established 17 times already by chapter 12, is new to this world and still feels uneasy. Well, he's not new to this world. He's just a dickhole who I'm hates sorry, it. I meant to say he's nude in this world. Oh, yes. He's nude to this world, which is... Very bad, because it's snowing outside. Yeah. We even have a little, I think it's right around here somewhere where he has this little mental monologue about like how he got dragged back into this life because he was marked for it because his mom died above his crib. Not above her own bed, but above his crib. Oh, yeah. He was marked for this life, and there's no way he'll not be able to do it, and any dream otherwise was just a pipe dream. and. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean he doesn't long for the days of John, you've having watched, stuff. You've watched every episode of the show. Does does the fact that her his mom died directly above his baby crib uh, have any relevance? Yes, because he is marked. He is actually marked. Okay. Yes. By uh, the demon with yellow eyes, Azazel. Yeah, the, the Azazel, the yellow eyes demon, who also has the superpower of teleporting. I mean, most demons, actually Crossroads demons in particular, have teleportation. Yeah, I'm sorry. Isn't Azazel Azazel the the that guy that's basically Nightcrawler's red dad? Uh, I mean, is that is that maybe right? Maybe that's his name. I don't know. And he's comics. literally just another Nightcrawler, but he's I red. Mean, they just picked a name for a demon to be his dad. So. Yeah, they were just like uh, I don't know, Az Azazel, Az Azrafael. Az uh, it's <laughs> probably not Azrafael. I mean, it might be. I'm not going to say it isn't. I just feel like he probably wouldn't hook up with Mystique. I think he probably would. Let's be honest. <laughs> a zero fail and mystique. Yeah. I. You know, it's time to write that. You know, Claire, I'm calling on you. <laughs> it's time. It's time. It's time for that fanfic of a zero fail slash mystique where mystique turns into Crowley uh, or someone else. <laughs> someone that the only person in the world that a zero fail would ever be interested in. Uh, Crowley or another a zero fail. <laughs>
Yeah. Or John Hamm. I mean, let's not. Uh, no one throws John. He's he's everyone's t- like Desert Island Five number number five. You're not going to kick John Hamm out of bed. No one in the world will kick John Hamm out of bed, uh, except John Hamm. John Hamm kicks John Hamm out of bed because mm-hmm. he's like, nope. I got to get up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Dick's too big. <laughs> Loads a gun. Gets back in the shuttle. What? Dick's too big. <laughs> The moon's dick is too big. <laughs> oh, That's Lord. why we must deploy our finest Wallaces and Grommets. <laughs> to the moon's dick. <laughs> we go there not because it is easy, but because the moon's dick is too big. Or at least because it's hard. Yeah, well, the moon's dick is also hard. There we go. <laughs> uh, too hard, the moon's dick. <laughs> too hard. Half-mast moon it's, dick? It's fine. fine. It's fine. I mean, granted, you got a little bit of moon chub? We're fine with everything, it. Everyone's okay. But if you're like having to tuck it into the top of your underwear waistband so that you don't get noticed during the meeting, <laughs> moon's dick's too hard now. Moon's dick's too hard. Yep. What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> well, you know, ever since that dog crashed into the moon, it's just been so hard. <laughs> it turned out that's what it's into. <laughs> Turns out the moon is into yogurt dogs. You gotta hide me. <laughs> moon's dick's too big. Little Harvard. <laughs> Ooh, baby. Callbacks to another episode. What's even going on in this? We haven't done that in forever. Wowzers. No, not that the dog. dog. <laughs> Different dog. <laughs> that dog, no callbacks to Wowzers. <laughs> wowzers, best left forgotten. Piss- Trash heap of history. <laughs> Piece of shit. This new dog who... Uh, jumped through the moon to avoid cops and wants you to hide him from cops and also has yogurt for you has bone yogurt for you he's because he's advertising the bone yogurt and he rides a skateboard through the moon uh he doesn't have a name it's not wowzers <laughs> he's a little harvard he's a little, oh, is, he, is he a little harvard he's a little harvard a little harvard the yog dog So they go to the house, do Sam and Dean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except that this time, there's a deputy, and the deputy's like, no one's allowed in here. This is an actual crime scene, and this time we give a shit. <laughs> this time I mean it. They're like, well, just get the sheriff. We know the sheriff. And he's like, yeah, everyone in town knows the sheriff. Fuck off. <laughs> We're the press. I don't give a fuck about the yeah, press. we know you're the press. Everyone in town knows about you. And here's a fun story. National Geographic doesn't report on active crime scenes. And you can fuck off. <laughs> So instead, they decide to go over to a small crowd of neighbors that have gathered, mm-hmm. and they just sort of insinuate themselves nearby, and they're like, oh, anybody know what happened mm. over here, huh? Who wants to tell me a bit of small-town Americana life for our readers back at Nat Geo? <laughs> but yeah, they're like, oh, I heard uh, they got scalped, straight mm-hmm. up scalped, and <laughs> I love that Sam is like, well, did he die? You can you can survive being scalped if you do it the right way. And no one was like, how do you know what the right way to scalp someone is? I mean, historically, you know that people can survive getting scalped. Yes. Uh, that so, so it could just be that he has a little bit of cowboy trivia or whatever. But yeah, he's still like, are they alive? No, they got scalped. Oh, people well, who maybe gets... if the scalper was real careful. Yes, that's what a murderer is real careful about. Even then, the thing that kills you from scalping is the blood loss and the shock. Yeah. So it could also be that you're not even careful, but just like quick. And then you manage to get a compress up there. You could probably live through it. Oh, yeah. I mean, knowing if Cal was dead or not is the only real question. 
because obviously the uh, Lou and Billy Richardson inside mm-hmm. had already died. Who the fuck's Billy Richardson? Who the fuck you talking? You talking about Adam Baldwin Richardson right now? Who the fuck is Adam Billy Baldwin Richardson? Isn't Billy Richardson one of the King of Kong? Isn't like, Billy ultra... Baldwin one of the Baldwins? He, no, he, oh Billy Baldwin, yes, Adam Baldwin, no, uh, but. Isn't yeah? Isn't Billy Richardson like that one of that guy from King of Kong who wears like the American flag tie and is like a widely regarded cheater or whatever? No idea. Okay. What about Billy Mays? <laughs> what about Billy Mays? Let's talk about Billy Mays right now. Billy Mays here. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> Too soon. So, yes, that makes the dead people count so far up to seven. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, we do get some information as far as they do know that uh, Cal had called in the old guy, so that's now the second time the police have been told there's an old dude around here. It's also the second time that murder has been committed that was most foul indeed, but was not from a rifle. So there's some weird thing going on where this old man is skulking around with a rifle, but he ain't doing the killings. No, because we've had someone with an axe to the chest and someone get scalped, and those are the two we've seen the old man so far. Yes. Uh... But yeah, that is all that they've got. They can't really get anything more out of them because they've just got, you know, slight snippets of information. And that's when they decide, well, I mean, even if we were going to talk to the sheriff, it's not like he'd give us anything else. Yeah, At this well, point, we're on our own. I mean, the thing that they would potentially get from being able to go up to that house and investigate it is probably rifle bullets embedded on the porch on the front part of the house on the other side of the porch because of where the, the ghost got shot, so they could be like, oh, someone shot the ghost. This puts the one thing they might have been able to learn, but did not. Yeah. Maybe they even find some ghost fragments. Ah, yes. A little bit of ghost dust. Mm-hmm. In my could... life, a little bit of ghost poop. Really? You okay? Mambo number five? I fucking love Mambo number five. I don't know what's wrong with you where you don't Ugh. care for Mambo number five. Look, that's when he sold out. Mambo's one and three unimpeachable classic joke classic joke <laughs> classic. Uh, ass- assumptions that there the, that there are previous mambos or, or later mambos. or later mambos the the best lubega joke that money can purchase the only lubega joke <laughs> that money can purchase <laughs> uh no i have a new br- new breed of ones where he wants ghost parts yeah that's my new thing i'm trying uh-huh. out lubega wants ghost bits uh-huh We'll see how it works. I'm going to let the people decide. I'm going to workshop it next open mic, give them my tight five on Lou Bega's ghost obsession. <laughs> yeah, all those women he was listing were people who were ghosts. He was just talking about ghost women. A little bit of Monica, by the way, she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of Rita, a ghost bride. See, like, it's fine. Uh, anyway, yes. Uh, then we get back onto... Uh, is it Juliet how, and no, Stuliet? It's, it's it's Beckett. It's the sheriff who's just oh yeah, it's, it's crappy. He just want I got an ulcer. Oh, this <laughs> like, is seven murders now, and I'm a small town with a small town forensics team, and every one of these murders they cut deep. I knew these people. Mm-hmm. I loved these people. I knew I Betty was and- intimate with these people. <laughs> I was planning to be intimate later this evening with these people. <laughs> I was about to go over to the Richardsons and just get nasty. <laughs> I was just going to walk forward with my dick out and my eyes closed and whatever happened, happened. <laughs> yeah, we call it moonwalking around here. <laughs> yes. You get it? 
We don't call it moon skateboarding through around here. That's a different thing. That's a different thing. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, yeah, he's grumpy, and he has this whole thing where he's like, God, everything's so hard. I guess that explains why I, the moon. I feel like the moon's <laughs> dick right now. No, he's like, we're... I'm I stuck feel like between a rock and the moon's hard, dick. I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place, and maybe that's why I feel like my chest is com- being compressed by a vice that is mounted to a... T- you know what? This is going on too long. Yeah. And I mean, his decisions are basically boiling down to, oh man, if I try and get like the FBI or the National Guard or whatever involved they'll in this... They'll laugh at me! That or they'll get involved... And then there will be bad press, and it might fuck the town over. So my choices are stop people from dying or fuck over the town entirely? Mm -hmm. Golly gee, what am I, a sheriff, to do? Come on, man. It's 2007. Haven't you seen Jaws? Also, he's at one point where he was like, oh, this could ruin tourism to the Grand Canyon. I'm like, some podunk asshole town like... 50 miles from the Grand Canyon having murders is going to do nothing to the Grand Canyon's tourism. Don't you fret about that, Sheriff Beckett. I prefer to think that he wasn't even thinking about tourism at the Grand Canyon, but rather just the sanctity of the Grand Canyon in general. If these ghosts kill enough people, it'll ruin the Grand Canyon. (laughs) Now tourists won't want to go there because they'll be like, "Mm, not good enough. There were dead people nearby. (laughs) Ew. That's why I don't go to any dams. Mm -hmm. I I don't go to skyscrapers. I was a canyon man, and now I'm just, I guess, nothing. That's right. I'm going to buy a Nintendo Switch and look at games about canyons on there. What is it, Stardew Valley? Eh, Close enough. I'll take it. Now, Stardew Canyon, that's where it's at. (laughs) I got a mod that changes the name to Stardew Canyon. That is the only thing it changes. Stardew Canyon's, by the way, my favorite porn actor. Oh, nice. Mm. Mm. Classic. Like, from the early 80s. Oh, man. Good. Got them boobs that are so fake, they look like octagons. It's got, like, like silicon stop signs up in there. Yeah. I'm into it. You keep going, Stardew. glorious sides. (laughs) And eight glorious ankles. Come on, Elmo, let's find an octagon. <laughs> Man, we are getting way out into the ether uh, here. Please, what do you want to hear? This shit or, or more Sam lamenting his childhood? There are three of those in this four, these four chapters. Oh, yeah. We get a lament about being marked. We get a lament about home. We get a lament about the life. Yeah, he's the, the one where he's like, I'll never have a normal life because I grew up a special kind of kid. And a special, and if you're a kid who grows up special, you can't have a not special life later. Oh, yeah. I tried. Oh, I remember when I had an apartment with my girlfriend whose name doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> he said in the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Verbatim. Oh, to live the dream of having a pantry with food I want in it. Oh, if only I could have a pantry full of greens and grains and all sorts of healthy things woe is me though all i can eat are these chips (laughs) sucks to be you buddy living your life on the road means you eat nothing but slurpees and stuff and i i feel you i know that like because i get it yeah there's nothing like that first hour of a road trip where you're like let's stop for snacks then you get food like an unmedicated 10 year old would buy and then you'll never (laughs) do that again in your life you're like oh boy Let's get some road snacks. And you're like, well, I'm now eating beef jerky and M&Ms at the same time and washing it down with some sort of energy drink that isn't even a brand I've heard of. I'm 
I'm an I'm an awful goblin right now. I'm <laughs> yeah. the worst. It's the best part of going on a road trip where you're like, I bought every kind of airheads. <laughs> hey guys, I bought Every kind of peanut butter version snack you can get. All the Reese's. Mm-hmm. I bought Butterfingers. I got Fifth Avenue. They don't even make Fifth Avenue. I got them. I special ordered it from eBay for this trip. I had them Road drop trip. It off at th- this gas station so I could get it at the gas station. <laughs> I've been saving this can of Yosto with Horana since 1994. So I, I got peanut butter kombucha. <laughs> I have enough nerds ropes to scale Half Dome. I am ready to drive. <sighs> How you doing? It's time to check in with Juliet and ah, Stu. Yeah, or, or uh, celebrity couple name, Stuliet. Yeah, I like... <laughs> I prefer Jew. <laughs> oh, just Jew? <laughs> Not Julie Hugh? No. <laughs> anyway, the two of them are trying to get back into the house after briefly discussing whether Stu should try to make the six-mile run to the next house. Well, they're hanging out in the carport, Mm -hmm. and that's when they hear the gentle thud of a something or other on the roof, followed by the clacks of claws. Clippity-clap. The clacks of Santa Claus on the roof. (laughs) Uh, Yes. I I was running late, and I'm still wearing tap shoes. Ho, ho, ho! I've got murder for all the good girls and boys. <laughs> but yes. Please tell me that fucking skateboard dog's not here. <laughs> oh, I hate him. <laughs> Keeps wanting to hide out in my workshop from the cops. <laughs> oh, Santa's a narc. I keep telling him there's only one room for one mythological flying yogurt salesman. By the way, if you guys tried Activia, it helps Santa poop. <laughs> Uh, also, Santa thinks cops are fine. <laughs> Just a few bad apples. Ho, 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 ho. I'm going to ruin Christmas. <laughs> Santa's fine with cops. Santa's a fucking narc, and we all know it. <laughs> Everyone knows it. Because Santa, at this point, played by Tim Allen, obviously a narc. Also, he sees you when you're sleeping. Yeah. Who He's does that? Yeah. Surveillance I mean, granted, state. Granted, Tim Allen is a narc now, but he is also the celebrity f- most famous for being caught in an airport with a lot of cocaine. And narking on his fellows. Yes. Yeah, that fucking narc. <laughs> fucking narc. <laughs> you and Santa both. <laughs> uh, but yes, that uh, is, they decide it is time to run for the house. And Stu's like, no matter what happens, no matter what you hear, do not open that door. Well, we except to get in the house. Open it. Open it for that. I though. mean, do open the door for that. <laughs> Obviously, open the door. But <laughs> I mean, clearly. But then close the door, and then whatever happens, don't open the door after that. You see where I'm trying to get with this? <laughs> I don't want you to try okay, and hold on. cartoon smash your way through the door and leave a Juliet shaped hole. Obviously, that's that's ridiculous. Now I've made a chart. If I could just pull down this chart here, <laughs> you need to go to and open. Open the door to begin with. Mm-hmm. You'll see this is you. I'm sorry, I'm not a very good drawer. Mm-hmm. I just took a photo of the of the dog-shaped hole in the moon and used that as, to represent the Juliet-shaped hole in the door. I don't think you're dog-shaped. <laughs> it's just that the dog-shaped hole in the moon is a universally understood symbol for crashing through something. Exactly. <laughs> and then they run for the door, and he doesn't make it, and she does. Wow. Mm-hmm. Way to skip several pages of content. Ah. But yeah, she runs over there, manages to get in there, and 
Stu standing in the doorway is like, uh, and instead of like closing the door behind him or doing anything, he gets, you know, horror movie yanked where they attach like a cord to a person and pull them backwards yep. out the door frame and a wolf is trying to kill him. And he yells, shut the door, fucking lock it. You, I told the one thing I told you to do. <laughs> She's still just standing there like you said not to open the door. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I couldn't have been more clear about this. <laughs> and she's like, oh my God, what is that? A rabid dog? Instead of yogurt? What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> but no, he is going to be disinnected by a wolf. Uh, but she slams the door shut. And this is, a a as he's still outside feebly fighting it, we go to Juliet's point of view as she's like, well, now what am I supposed to do? I can't. She starts digging through the house for any kind of weapon she can find to fight this wolf. Oh yeah. She's like, oh, I wish I had listened to my country neighbors and not been such a liberal and had a gun mm -hmm. oh geez conservatives had it correct i am hoisted by my petard oh also we probably should have gotten the guns out of Stu's truck while we were over by it yeah. I, I mean i'm just gonna go ahead and put that out there but no she like gets a knife and is like oh if i went out with this i'd just die with a knife in hand then mm -hmm. and we've gotten a description of the wolf now too it's bigger than every other wolf in the world it's silver and black and it looks at his glowing red eyes mm-hmm Mm -hmm. Does it? Yes. Does it? Yeah, don't worry about it. No further questions. <laughs> no, it's cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it is a huge fucking wolf. And unlike uh, the sort of bear maulings that we saw before, where the bear just sort of like murdered a dude and ripped him up and left, we actually see the wolf like chow down on stew. He really likes that stew. Yeah, he, he goes in for a it's nice a big good, bite of stew. stew. Although we also get a mention that he doesn't want stew. He's not craving stew. He probably wanted like kale and amaranth, but but now he's stuck eating rich, hearty, flour-filled stew. Huh? Uh, and, uh, I mean, Juliet is like, clearly, this wolf wants me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, the wolf. Everything revolves around me. Well, with the description, the way it goes is she closes her eyes for a second, right at the point where the wolf dips its head onto Stu's neck. He's already bitten and ripped up Stu quite a bit, but Stu's still feebly alive and trying to fight off the wolf. The wolf goes down to bite his neck. She closes her eyes, and when she looks up, the wolf has a big mouthful of Stu neck and is just sort of shaking it. And But he doesn't eat Stu. Yes, he does. No, I'm saying he doesn't eat. He eats this person. He doesn't eat any of the of the of the, stew. The delicious, the delicious stew that was sitting nearby. Yeah, no, he didn't. He doesn't eat any of the delicious pot of stew that was nearby. But rather, he, he, he turns and looks right at her, and, and he's like, "You tonight, <laughs> you." And she's like, "Oh, the wolf's here for me." Oh, the wolf looked at me. That means it's clearly here for me. And then she's like formulating her plan, and her plan is, "Well, I think wolves are nocturnal, so I'll I've got about a week's worth of food in here." Mm -hmm. So I just have to wait for like any UPS delivery or an am or, or a, a mailbox, uh, like a, like a mailman, and then I can run in, jump in their car, say there's a wolf, tell them to drive away real fast. I'll be fine. Yeah, maybe one of my friends from town will notice that I haven't been in town, and they'll come check on me. Yeah, and I've got enough propane that I won't freeze to death. So <laughs> why not just wait till nine a.m. tomorrow and order a pizza? Because the phones don't work, Jeff. Fine, order a pizza using semaphore flags. Or use, the internet. Use Domino's new semaphore ordering system. Just use the internet. How many bars does she have right now? Is Zero. <laughs> no bars. <laughs> Maybe she can borrow the wolf's internet. Oh, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Hey, Wolf, do you got a phone? <laughs> this has so many wolf-related apps on it. I'm a narc. <laughs> I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> Stay on your side, Tim. <laughs> Stay in your lane, Tim. Uh, your wife doesn't respect you. <laughs> <laughs> I am more of a father to your children than you are, Tim. <laughs> Tim, your wife just slid into my DMs. <laughs> uh, you knew this would happen, Tim. <laughs> you created this. <laughs> this is all your fault, Tim. In a way, every thrust I put into your wife has your hands on my butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in a literal way, actually. <laughs> 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 uh, God damn it. Uh, I don't know why we're doing what we're doing, but yeah, she has a whole thing where she's the last thing she thinks is you may get my house wolf, but you won't get me. Yeah. And I like the idea that the, the wolf wants the house. Oh yeah. She's <laughs> like, Oh, I'll get out of here and I'll never look back. The land can reclaim this cottage <laughs> if it wants, but I'll be free and safe. You can have this ranch wolf. And even after she, even after she thinks that she's like, well, that sounded shitty. <laughs> that was dumb and stupid. Pathetic one. Why did I say that? The wolf doesn't want the house. Why like, did I, I say that out loud? Especially because the wolf answered, I don't want your house. This house sucks. <laughs> also, I don't want you. Not everything is about you, Juliet. If I wanted the house, I'd put an offer in. It's listed, Juliet. <laughs> also, maybe lower the price a little. Come on. Be realistic. Have you seen in this economy? <laughs> and the schools in this neighborhood are terrible. <laughs> I can't raise a family here. <laughs> I've got four regular wolves and a Mowgli to think about. <laughs> uh, I've got a Mowgli to think about. <laughs> Sometimes you. you have a Mowgli. Sometimes you got a Mowgli to think about, and I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, it's time for one last check-in with Samster and Dean Boy. Dean, yeah. Dean Walla. They uh they cruised around a little bit trying to find the man with a gun. Mm-hmm. Couldn't. And they're like, well, fuck it. Let's go back to our hotel and think about a hotel for a oh, while. Oh, boy. We get like two and a half pages of hotel business. You if you want to hear what the hotel is like. Uh-huh. What, what their room is like. How their bathroom is different than their room. The various bits and baubles that like, oh, they've got steer horn handles to open the drawers, but... The nightstand drawer opens with a lasso, and you're like, yeah. wow. Oh, every one of the floor or the uh, the bed posts has a cowboy boot on it. Yeah. Uh, and it's very cowboy-themed. cowboy-themed bedspreads. Mm-hmm. And I just keep thinking, man, that's way more effort than one of these shitty motels would go to. Yeah, they Normally, keep- <laughs> you'd go in there, and it would be like, what's this? The cheapest linens we could find. Uh-huh. One picture of a duck on the wall mm-hmm. that we got for free. A pillow that is so narrow it is essentially not there. You will fold it six times and try to sleep on that like an accordion. The bathroom is a toilet right next to the shower head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the soap is carved of wood. <laughs> you have the amenities, and by that I mean a cockroach I have named the amenities. We don't want you to steal anything from us, so the shower cap is chained to the shower. <laughs> uh you can watch TV. One channel works. It is behind a cabinet. <laughs> it's a special kind of HBO that only shows Arliss. <laughs> oh, you mean HBO? 
Well, granted, every hotel experience I have involves trying to watch HBO at 2 in the morning, and it's all Arliss. <laughs> that all Arliss? <laughs> HBO 2, the Arliss channel. <laughs> you want Arliss, we've got Arliss. <laughs> you don't want Arliss, we've got Arliss. <laughs> uh, John from Cincinnati Marathon, how lucky could I be? <laughs> uh, but yes, this is where we get... Sam thinking, oh, if only I could have a real home instead of living on the road. And everyone else has a place that they think of that they can't wait to go home to. But not me. I get to look forward to going to shitty motel after shitty motel. And I'm like, fuck you, buddy. I want to go to a shitty motel so bad. I want to go, even if it's just a Super 8, I'll go to a shitty motel, sleep there with the AC on. Uh Uh-huh. Watch Arliss. Watch just like 12 episodes of Arliss. Look at that one picture of a duck. <laughs> I also like his way of, of starting this, where he's like, this isn't the way uh, most people use these these motels for quick sleep, and then they get where they're going. Most people aren't Winchesters. A Winchester covers the puts up the Do Not Disturb sign and covers the walls with like newspaper clippings and stuff. And I was like, wouldn't a Winchester like lock up the door and then build staircases to nowhere and like doors that don't open? <laughs> Not in a motel. Uh, maybe that's what the Winchester Mansion was in the first place. Yeah, the Winchester Motel. Go, then it got out of hand. If you go digging deep enough into it, you can find an old Motel 6 down there. <laughs> they left the light on for you. <laughs> they left the light on for too many ghosts. The Winchester uh, uh, lady fixed that. I forget her full name. Yeah, I, uh, Lady Winchester. Uh, yes. <laughs> Winifred Winchester. Lady de Winchester. <laughs> uh, Katerina de Winchester. And yes, they have all sorts of little clippings and a printer set up so they can print more clippings and, and the internet band radio. And because we're running out of time, we might as well jump to what they do. They use the internet to find uh, the, to look up the names of people who have been in news reports talking about the deaths from last cycle. Yeah, and there he's like, well, there are a bunch of sensationalized tabloid type stuff, but one person we got a name that they were willing to give an actual interview about a murder they saw in 66. Mm-hmm. And his name is Peter Poloni. Panoli. Panoli. Cannoli. P- Peter Cannolis. Peter Cannoli. Uh-huh. Derek Jeter Cannolis. <laughs> Derek Jeter's Cannolis. Uh-huh. <laughs> there was a murder at Derek Jeter's Cannolis 40 years ago at this very spot. No relation. <sighs> no relation. <laughs> All right. So they're going to head over to Dr. Panoli's. Oh, he's a doctor, you say? Doctor. That, that lends credence to his stories. Indeed. And instead, what we get is every time he is mentioned, because we go meet him immediately. It's the same chapter. And he, he's just he's apparently fat. rich as fuck, he's, too. It was a doc. He's the only doctor in town, probably. And he's and he's quite fat. And and that's every description is like, oh, no chair in this house can support the weight of Peter Canoli's. Yeah, this guy's got... Fucking jowls like a bulldog on and this a guy. Belly that goes out in front of him, and he's just a tubby McButterson. Yeah, look Listen, at this guy. He's been doing too much, uh, too many butt whippets with Pinhead. <laughs> he got that butter enema, and it's just—it's all gone to him. I call them butt whippets because I use whipped butter. <laughs> Whip it good. <laughs> You've solved the puzzle box. <laughs> now take this margarine the pleasure butter is yours welcome to the pleasure butter (laughs) uh anyway uh and 
they want him to spin. Oh, he also has a nineteen-year-old uh, hot daughter. Yeah, which is weird, given that he's like, I don't know, fifty-four or somewhere in there. 54. He's like sixty something because he was, uh, like in his nineteen. He was nineteen twenty the last time this happened, so he's got to be like sixty. Nineteen twenty, the last time it happened, it happened to him in nineteen sixty-six. He was nineteen or twenty when it happened. Not in 19- that it was nineteen twenty. Oh well, okay, fair. Yeah, because it happened in nineteen sixty. It happened forty years ago, and yeah. he was about twenty. Yeah, so he's probably about sixty, which just means he's one of them doctor dudes who had a trophy wife who who had uh, a daughter yeah. at forty and a daughter at. I had a daughter at forty. Yeah, you're an old shit though, and you <laughs> suck. And your daughter is three, not nineteen. I'm forty one. I had her when I was thirty eight. Eh. I had a daughter when I was a seventy five, and she's a hundred and two. <laughs> Well, yeah, she saw a ghost and it, it <laughs> aged her. prematurely aged her. Uh, the ghost of a dog. That tried to sell her some yogurt. Anyway, um, he he is very long-winded. Yeah, well, he wants to talk about he was a hippie back in those days, and of mm-hmm. course that was the days of rock and roll, and we didn't really call ourselves hippies at that time, not until the summer of love, of course. That was probably a year later. Now, at that time, Bob Dylan had just put out an album before his motorcycle accident, and that would change music in America forever. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I wasn't listening to Bob Dylan. I was, of course, listening to the Beatles, and you're like, shut up, you old fuck. Tell me Je- about a ghost. Jesus Christ, I can almost hear the incense peppermint strawberry alarm clock song playing while you ramble on about this. Ugh. Eventually, he gets or to maybe, the point. Maybe because it's very much more documentary style. It's either Incense Peppermints or it's uh, Fortunate Son. Oh, the yeah. two songs you play for the six, the late sixties. Yeah, but he's just like, well, oh, no, right. he's not talking about being in the in war. The war though, exactly. So, so it's got to be Incense Peppermints. But he's just going on like, oh yeah, the to- the the Beatles put out Revolver and then they retired and. And, of course, uh, uh, at that time, we were living in a house. There were nine of us, men and women. Now, don't you go having any ideas there, daughter mm-hmm. of mine. Now, when I saw the ghost, I was reading science fiction. I think it was Robert Zelazny or Robert Delaney or maybe Isaac Asimov. A Robert Asimov. <laughs> they were all Roberts around the time. Now, in the 60s, every science fiction author was named Robert, as was the style at the time. I believe it was Piers Anthony I was reading. I was quite perverted in my youth. I liked stories about pain. Panties. <laughs> that was my that was my specific jam was stories where women are either hot or or smart and there's no you you can't be both. That's right. Mm-hmm. And of course, at that time I was reading science fiction. Now uh, I heard a noise and I put my finger in the book so I wouldn't lose my place. Now of course that book I've never gone back and finished from where I was. You see, it I was so traumatized at the time I couldn't go back and read the rest of the book. Mighty inconvenient that my finger, of course, is still lodged within. He says, lifting the book. <laughs> it <laughs> bit hold and it's not let go since. It's been a tough life of doctoring, I can tell you. Uh, of course, at that time, I saw a young woman. She was out front. Now, I was in the mind of an old country show where a farmer's wife would be in peril as she was clutching laundry. You see, at the time... They called it Green Acres. <laughs> at the time, the women did most of the cooking and the cleaning. No, I'm not proud of that, Heather. Of course, my daughter, you don't need to do that. You're proud and liberated. But at the time, as was the case, I'm not proud to say I was reading science fiction mm-hmm. and listening to the bee. It was Delaney's Babylon 82. I just remembered which book it was. A fine book that I will never finish, of course. 
Now, uh, anyway, there was an Indian there, and of course you'd call him a Native American or... First American. First American, or one of the Native Firsts, or whatever you kids are calling him nowadays. But back then, he was just an Indian brave with a bow and arrow. And of course I had a bow and arrow for Belinda. (laughs) It was a beautiful bow and arrow, and I bought it for Belinda. (laughs) Could go into the bathroom... Buttered noodles in a pumpkin. <laughs> Insert them into my anus because of the because of a thing I learned from Pinhead. <laughs> but yeah, it takes... I told him nothing about noodles. <laughs> that guy's a sicko. It takes three pages of this dude rambling to finally go. Anyway, yeah, I saw some Native American shoot a lady in the chest with a bow and arrow. We called her Marshmallow, you see, because she was the sweetest and most dispositioned person you've ever encountered. She was so mellow. Of course, name wasn't Marsh, first or last, but we called her Marshmallow with a space in between it. Marsh, space, mellow. To indicate that... Not mallow, but mellow. To let us know that her name wasn't Marshmallow, like is in one word. You you called her Marsh if you were addressing her uh, individually. Miss Mellow, Mm -hmm. if you're nasty. Yeah, it it was a... it was an inside joke. Now, I believe her real name was maybe Jane or uh, Ruth or Dottie or Betty or Samson or uh, one of them female names of the time. Now, of course, a moderate w- modern woman might have a, a silly little truncated man name like Mike or something. But back in those days, women had women's names. Ah, <laughs> uh, you never see a man walking around with a name like Lindsay. Huh? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Terrible man's name. Terrible man. Yeah, we wanted people named Vivian, <laughs> Eustace. <laughs> uh, it's a long, boring story about a bridge, and I honestly don't remember how this chapter ends. It I think, ends with... I think they just leave. She, she just gets shot in the chest, and that's the end of the chapter. Yeah, that's he right. He finally yeah. finishes his story. Yeah, it doesn't end with them being like, thanks for the story, old man. They, they it, it just peters out. He's like, anyway, that's what I told the police. An Indian killed Marshmallow, mm-hmm. and they didn't believe me when I told them that. Yeah, and it's a fu- yeah. He's like, yeah, I told the police an Indian with a bow and arrow killed a hippie named Marshmallow, but of course I didn't have any other witnesses. They were at Las Vegas seeing a, a silversmith pickup truck show, or maybe a Grateful Dead concert. I think that was at the Matrix at the time. And of course. Uh, I saw her get shot, but I couldn't do anything, didn't know what to do. Of course, that's why I went into medicine, so that I could help people who had been shot by an Indian. Mm -hmm. And why I hate the Indians to this day. (laughs) End of chapter. (laughs) Uh, And there you go. And those are the chapters we read. Those are it. I hope you enjoyed hearing about them as much as we enjoyed reading them. In conclusion... Supernatural is a land of whining about childhoods and evaluating the appearance of every woman you meet. (laughs) In contrast. In conclusion, this book is probably about the moon's boner and a dog running from the cops. (laughs) And a wolf who doesn't want to buy your fucking house, Juliet. (laughs) God damn it, not everything's about you. Uh, Anyway, that's the story. Thank you for checking it out. We're going to go make our bonus content. What's that, you ask? Why, it's when we go to patreon.com slash system mastery. Yeah, we go there we to go make it. There. That's how it's made. That's how the sausage is made. <laughs> Next on how it's made, system mastery's bonus content. <laughs> First two guys put it off for as long as they can get away with it by going to a restaurant. <laughs> they don't even talk about the content while they're <laughs> While they're at the restaurant, they order stupid shit by, by, while whining that they couldn't order anything healthy. Yes, one of them gets an open-faced turkey sandwich with gravy on it and goes, Boy, I sure wish this place had some sort of salad. The other one goes, 
Yeah, but they have a not a good salad. Look how unhealthy it is. That's why I need to eat this gravy sandwich. Oh, look, that one's got croutons. I'm not eating a salad with croutons. Might as well just have this open face sandwich. Am I right? Anyway, this was a Patreon ad about two minutes ago. Ah, well, fuck you. Yeah, go to Patreon, support us at the two dollar level. You'll unlock the bonus content where we go on to the fandom site for supernatural find crazy stories about the history of the show come back tell them to each other and to you and at the two dollar level you also unlock the system mastery bonus content what a deal that is plus there's a five dollar level for if you would like to support us even more and get our afterthought and the tv mastery reviews which are absolutely worth it if you don't have any money well john what can they do well then uh you can give us a smile and god bless you <laughs> if you ain't got hey penny <laughs> How about a smile, love? <laughs> there she is. Sweep your chimney for an eight penny, eh? All right, well, good luck to you then. And if you ain't got a smile, you can go to River Raiders on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever. <laughs> go ahead, give us a five-star review. Leave us a little bit of text that says, these guys are funny. They talk about the moon's boner. Anything you want to put down there, good reviews mean more people. More people means better shows. Better shows means I can get rid of Jeff. You'll never get rid of me. <laughs> I'll always be in the background, hiding from the cops. <laughs> My name's on the LLC paperwork. No, it isn't. You'll have to buy me out. <laughs> I didn't put your name on anything. Ah, crap. Ah, fully owned and operated. <laughs> My name's on all the books. Well, that's fine. All you right. Get royalties. <laughs> okay uh so thank you so much for listening we'll see you real soon until then until such time as we do i've been elan sleaze and not everything is about you juliet <laughs>